Well, hey, guess what? It is time for my traditional end of year episode, which is everything I learned, I learned this year. Well, hello and welcome to the Unstoppably Creative Podcast, where I'm going to show you how to increase your confidence, build momentum, and create wildly successful results. I'm your host, Leslie Becker, and I'm here to help you have an unstoppably creative life. So let's get to it. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of the Unstoppably Creative Podcast. This is the second to last episode of 2023. Now, if you've been tuning in, last week we focused on the creative's year-end reflection. I gave you a lot of questions to ask yourself so that you could celebrate the year and also get yourself set up for 2024. Now, I got to be honest, when I listened back to that episode, I actually realized that I left out one of the most important questions for you to ask yourself, and that is, what did you learn this year? So I decided that this week I was going to share with you all the things that I learned over this year. Now, some of these lessons I'm going to share with you will be things that I've always known and it was just accentuated this year, or some of these are brand new things. And I hope that by me revealing some of the things that I learned this year, it'll help open up doors for you to ask yourself the same question. Because I got to be honest, this year was actually a really big learning year for me. And I think this year most was about me facing things about myself that were maybe some things that I don't really like, that I know were there, that have been coming out this year. But then I also got to explore and learn and remind myself of all the cool things that I am and that I'm proud of and the the good sides of myself that I like to put out there. So by me sharing these things, this is going to be kind of a vulnerable uh, episode this time, but you guys are used to that. I've been very uh, open and revealed some things in my own life um, over the course of these last couple years together, and I hope uh, you will enjoy this episode today. So... Lesson number one, and I'm going to be honest, this is something that you hear me say on several episodes on this podcast because it is one of the things that I think absolutely changes your life. And that is, you must face reality for what it is, not what you wish it would be or what it used to be. I know you've heard me say that before, but this year was a chance for me to learn that again and again and again and again. Now, I've shared with you that back in September, we learned some really uh, tough news about my dad, and he has now been diagnosed with severe dementia, and we are all still reeling from that. Things have balanced out a little bit, Um, but the reality is we have had to really face reality in this situation. And one of the uh, kind of symptoms of dementia is that you find days where your dad or your loved one is better and you think, oh my gosh, this is going to get better. Like, like he's, he's on his way to getting better. And it's true. He is on, on his way to getting better. But the hard truth that we have to face every day is that he will not ultimately ever get better because there is no cure for dementia. Now, I don't want to say that to you as like this dark, dreary thing because we've been able to rise above it and move forward. But the reason that we have is because every day we are facing reality for exactly what it is, not what we wish it would be or what it used to be. And for me, honestly, I feel like I am navigating that even in a stronger way than my brother and sister, because I am really just actually facing that. And I go forward every single day with that notion. 
And trust me, my friend, if you have something in your life, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be as, as dire as that. But whatever it is, if you are not facing reality exactly as it is, you will always be disappointed. And when you choose to actually face reality, you can then deal with it because you, you're, you like, it's right in front of your face and go, okay, this is what we're dealing with. And now you can move forward and take action. But until you do that, if you stay in that denial factor, you will not be able to make smart decisions and move forward to get you past the, the hurt or overcoming whatever it is that you are maybe right now in denial of. Does that make sense? Well, that is one of the biggest things that I relearned this year in multicolors and multi-layers. Okay, number two, the second thing that I learned this year, or I should say relearned this year, is this amazing phrase that says, wherever you go, there you are. Now, this is a phrase that I've heard many times in my life, and there's always the thing, we as human beings think, hey, I lived in New York and maybe struggled in this area of my life, but hey, if I move somewhere else, maybe I won't struggle in that area of my life. Well, I've got news for you. Guess what? Those same struggles that I struggled with there, I struggle with here because wherever you go, there you are. Or in my case, wherever I go, there I am. So anybody who is under the delusion that moving or leaving a city or making changes in your life are, are going to result in you becoming a totally different person or that those challenges that you've had before are not going to face you again. That is crazy because you are who you are. And yes, you know, I am a full, firm believer of being able to transform your life and transform your own values and move through life in a different way. But the reality is those base level things that are just in you, that God put in you, those are things that you are going to continue to face over and over and over again, no matter where you live. So that's been one of the big lessons again, since I've moved here to Tennessee, wherever you go, there you are. And some of those challenges that you faced wherever you lived or whatever job you had or whatever scenario you were in, you're probably going to face them again and again until you actually acknowledge it and take intentional action to make a change in your life. So my friend, wherever you go, there you are. Number three. The third thing that I really learned about myself this year, and I hope this is true for you too, but sports will save your life. I know that sounds like a strange thing to share, but and I've shared on here how passionate I have been from pickleball that I started that last January in, in January of 2022. So I'm now almost through two years of playing pickleball. And I am not kidding when I say that has saved my life. And the reason that it saved my life is it's not only made me get out and be with this whole new community of people, it's made me active in a whole different way. It's made me active in a way that I haven't been active in a long time. Like I've always been someone who works out of the gym and moves in that way, but it had kind of been a while since I'd been involved in a sport and particularly a sport where you have a lot of people around you. So if you don't have a sport in your life, and hey, maybe you're not a sportsy person, but I'm just going to say this, find something that is super physical that you can do on a consistent basis. Maybe it's something you've always wanted to try. Maybe you enjoy playing volleyball, or there's that thing called volleyball, or pickleball, or tennis, or soccer, or snow skiing, or whatever it is. Find a sport or something very active. It could be hiking. It could be rock climbing. It doesn't have to be a sport where you're competing against other people. 
but find something that is really incredibly physical on your physical body, your mental game, um, because it will change your life, my friend. That is what I really remember because growing up, I was into many sports. I was always an athlete. And once I became a dancer and uh, became an actor for a living, I let go of a lot of those sports because quite honestly, I couldn't afford to get hurt. So any of the sports that involve things that you could really get hurt in, like snow skiing and things like that, I just stopped doing because I didn't want to jeopardize my career. But now that I don't have a performing career, that I'm not um, at the mercy of, wow, if I hurt my foot or something, that I can't do my job. So for me, finding a sport, again, that is around awesome people, that is competitive, and honestly, it de-stresses me because it gives me a chance to be, you know, to drive that ball really hard, hit it really hard, get my aggressions out or whatever was frustrating me in the day. So I just highly encourage you to find a sport or find something super active that requires both your physical agility and your mental agility, and it will change your life. It's changed mine, and I hope that you will find something in 2024 to do that as well. All right, number four. Now, I'm not sure how much I have shared on this podcast about my literally lifetime struggle between the business side of things and the creative side of things. I've always kind of been a blend of both things, and I've looked at that as as really a blessing. But there are times in my life when I was like, I don't know what to do. Do I want to go down the business side or do I want to go down the creative side? And the great thing is, as a creative You really have to have both because if you don't also have that business sense, um, it's tough to be really successful as a creative. But what I really learned this year is this statement, once a creative, always a creative. So no matter how much I love the business side and the organizational side and the um, even sometimes the administrative side of work and business, I really am a creative at heart. And in those moments in my life when I do not have creativity in my life, I am not a happy person. And I really learned that this year. There were periods in this year where I really was not doing things that were creative. Now, as you guys know, in my uh, my job that I work in, I am a uh, copywriter and a content strategist. So I'm always creating something. And so there is definitely creativity at work, which is a blessing for me. But... I've realized that this year that what I seek and long for is my real creativity, the stuff, the God-given gifts that um, that I've used for most of my life in terms of uh, being up in front of an audience on stage. And that doesn't mean being an actor. I really am very clear that that's not what my path is anymore. It's not what I'm seeking. But that 2024, I really want to re-engage with really my deep creative gifts to return to being on stage, not as an actor, as I said, but performing at singer-songwriter nights. And uh, as I've said on this podcast a couple of weeks ago and to doing my concert in the spring. So that part of my life needs to be satisfied. And I just had to put it to rest for a little bit just because of things happening in my own personal life. And 2024 is my chance to leap back into my own creativity outside of the creative work that I do in my work. So once a creative, always a creative. And this year I really did learn that my sweet spot when I feel the greatest is when I am creating. I've also learned something new about myself this year that I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate it in the way I'm going to share it with you today before this year. But I really realized this year that I am truly a seeker of truth. Now, I know on this podcast, I joke around and say I'm the truth bomb girl because I'll always give it to you straight. But this year, 
I got really clear that I really value the truth. It's kind of like that statement about facing reality, but it's more than that. It's like a deeper truth. And um, I shared on last week's podcast um, that somebody who had come into my life that had influenced me a lot is our new associate marketing director. His name is Derek, and he's been a great influence on me, and I've already learned a ton from him. But one of the things very early on when I first started to get to know him is he is someone who always seeks for that last 10% of truth. You know, when you're in a conversation, maybe a tough conversation with somebody or you're in a situation and you're, you guys are saying the truth, you're speaking it, you know, you're saying almost everything, but there's that 10% left of truth that you're just not willing to say because it's too scary. It's too on the nose. It's too truthful. Well, what I've really learned this year about myself is I am a seeker of that last 10% of truth because my friend, that last 10% of truth is where transformation can occur. Because if we are holding back on that little tiny thing, that little thing that we don't want to say, or that little thing that we're, uh, won't go and do that little thing that is just the last piece of the puzzle. And if we never actually say that out loud or do that step, we are not going to get where we want to go. So this year, more than any other year, I learned that I am a true seeker of truth and I am working and being very intentional for always seeking that last 10% of truth. So I want you to check in with yourself right now. Are you a seeker of that last 10% of truth? Or are you someone who's kind of willing to let yourself just get by, you know, at about that 90% and maybe not say the hard thing that might hurt somebody's feelings or that's really, really the real truth? Which one are you? And I want you to just think about that and explore that maybe in the next couple of days and ask yourself, are you truly a seeker of that last 10% of truth? Or are you really someone who'd rather not go to that next layer and kind of keep things even keeled? It's an interesting question. And I look forward to hearing your answers. And you can email me those answers if you want at unstoppablycreative at gmail.com. All right, I've got one more for you this year about the things that I have learned about myself this year. And this one's a biggie. You know, I tend to be a person who feels like I know myself pretty well. And because I've spent a lifetime exploring the human condition and my, my own life inside of that conversation, um, it's always fun for me when I learn something new about myself. And this year, I really learned two big things. And a lot of this has to do with now um, having a full-time job where I don't have quite as many hours in the day as I used to, to just invent and create things. You know, I've shared um, in these last few episodes that I'm right now so passionate about refurbishing furniture and I'm doing it every waking minute. If I'm not at work and I'm not on the pickleball court, I am refurbishing furniture and I absolutely love it. But what I've learned in this year as I'm now coming up on uh, over three years um, working at Ramsey is I absolutely as a person must feel useful. And I think I've always thought in my life that I did a lot of different things and created a lot of variety in life simply because I really enjoy a lot of things. And that is very true. But what I've learned um, when I'm working in a setting where I'm working for somebody else, if a couple of days go by where I'm not super busy at work, that just that fact makes me question my usefulness. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I feel like creatives, we're always creating, we're always inventing. And so there is this constant feeling of being useful because our mind is always working. 
But this year I've had to really face about myself that if I don't feel like I am useful, it starts to play on my brain and it makes me start to go, okay, if I'm not useful, then do I have value? And if I don't have value, then what am I doing here? And if, I, if I'm if i here and I don't feel those things, and it starts this cycle. I don't know if you've ever faced that in your life, but it is a new thing for me and a really important discovery that I have made that usefulness is going to become a new word in my values. It is one of my values that my needing to do things is not so much about productivity. It's about that feeling of being useful. So that was a big new thing that I learned about myself this year. And now I'm dying to hear what have you learned about yourself this year? So I know I gave you all those reflection questions last week and I forgot to do this big one. So when you turn off this podcast today, I want you to just take 10 minutes and ask yourself, what did you learn this year? And it can be about yourself, about the world, about the things around you, whatever it is that you learned or relearned or were reminded of this year. All right, my friends, that's what I've got for you today. And I hope you enjoy hearing some of the things that I struggle with and what I um, you know, battle with as a creative in my life. And I'm pretty certain as a creative, you've battled with some of those things too. But I hope the lessons that I've learned this year will help illuminate some things for you. And I just want to send out an extra special Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season to everybody listening to this podcast. I will have one more episode before the year is done. However, that episode next week is going to land on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I will still be uh, traveling and, and in the holiday season then, but it will land on uh, Wednesday, the 27th of December. And I can't wait to share that final episode of 2023 so we can go powerfully into 2024. So you have a wonderful Merry Christmas. Thank you for being with me this year. So I look forward to talking to you next Wednesday. And until then, keep living your unstoppably creative life. Bye-bye.